Good evening, Sportsonians. How's everybody doing out there tonight? I am Mike Aguilero. I am your host for this is Sports Zone. We're recording with you live like we do each and every week here via the I-95 Sports and Entertainment Radio Network. And of course, we will be broadcast and redistributed on all our various podcasting outlets. So we thank you for joining us. No matter how you join us, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Anchor, Bullhorn. As always, thank you for being with us. We got a good show for you tonight. We'll be joined by Dave Hastings and Eric Tressler in a matter of moments. Uh, Best of luck to Eric Pfeiffer and his lovely wife. They have some things going on right now, so best of luck to them. Um, And like I said, we do have a lot to talk about tonight. NFL Week 7 is now in the books, so we'll look back at the week that was. Well, you know, I tried to say last week, I didn't actually pick them, but I, I did try to say that I felt like the Jets had a chance in this game, and boy, what the hell do I know on that one? Um, but we'll save some of the uh, football talk. Uh, we have some basketball to talk about tonight as well. The only thing I'm, I'm saying about baseball tonight is fuck baseball right now. Uh, Houston Astros, Atlanta Braves in the World Series, and both teams can kiss my ass, truthfully. Um, I have to hear Eric Pfeiffer, who now all of a sudden, he, he, he's in all fairness, he's always said he was a Braves fan, but he, he pays attention to baseball like I pay attention to hockey. So I have to listen to him, bring up the Braves. So I, I'm rooting for the Astros. I ain't going to lie. I know nobody else is, but uh, I do not want the Braves to win. Uh, anyway, um, uh, Cousin David, you shut your mouth. Anyway, um, but that's all I want to say about baseball. That's all that needs to be said. Season's over, basically. Nobody here really cares who wins this series. So that's enough of that. So anyway, we'll go back to football. Like I said, Dave and uh, – Eric should both be here in a couple moments. Um, yeah, so the Jets got completely stomped out uh, by the Patriots on Sunday. Uh, Zach Wilson is now hurt. Some dude named Mike White was playing quarterback for them. They just had to trade to get Joe Flacco in case something happens to Mike White. So you got that. The Giants actually got a win. Um yeah, uh, you know, Eric's been saying the last couple of weeks that we're looking at a course correction at certain things in the NFL, and boy, have we gotten that when it comes to Sam Darnold. Uh, I, t- I tell you this, I still think Darnold has a ways to go. I think we knew that him leaving the Jets wasn't fully going to fix every problem, um, but at the very least, he would have a legitimate shot to succeed. And we saw that the first few weeks. Definitely have not seen it the last few weeks. So we'll see what happens there. A uh, good game last night uh, between the Saints and um, the Seahawks. I, well, I don't know if good is the right word to use. Definitely a close game last night. Uh, I know Alvin Kamara had a um, very big game. Not big enough, though. Uh, he <laughs> lost my fantasy uh, game, my fantasy football game by three points this week. All the dude needed was one catch for like 20 yards, and I would have won that game. He did a lot, though. He did a lot. So... You have uh, that, and, you know, we can go through Titans, stomped out, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Mahomes had to leave the game with a concussion, Derrick Henry actually threw for a touchdown this week, Uh, so you have that, Cleveland beat Denver without Baker Mayfield and uh, a lot of their offense on Thursday. 
Final score is 17-14 there. Green Bay destroyed Washington 24-10. Atlanta gets the victory over Miami. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this whole Deshaun Watson thing over the next few weeks as we lead into the trade deadline. Uh, but with that, he's he's coming in right now. We'll bring him on once his mic comes on. Dave Hastings is getting ready. And there he is, Dave Hastings. How you doing? Doing good, Mike. Doing good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. So I started giving a little bit of a primer for week seven. I will say this now. Actually, we'll we'll start it off here. So when we did our picks last week, I went against the grain from you guys in a whole bunch of uh, whole bunch of the games. Not the New England game, thankfully. Thankfully, I went with everyone on there, even though, um, yeah, my idea that the Jets could win that game. Yeah, I was wrong on that, so I'm glad I didn't pick them. Um, I went six and one last week on the picks. I'm now in second place. <laughs> nice. Yep. I was I just did the math. I just added up all the uh, scores and everything. I saw that I wanted wanted to make sure to bring that up at least once. So yeah, I had a good week last week. But what did you see in week seven that stuck out to you? We'll start there. Oh man. Um I think the two biggest things that really kind of stuck out to me is, is the Chiefs continue to struggle and flounder and the mm-hmm. Cincinnati Bengals came out and won a statement game on the road in Baltimore. Yeah, uh, I would say those would probably be the two biggest things that stuck out to me. Um, quite imp- quite impressed by what you saw out of Cincinnati and quite disappointing at, uh, from what we've seen out of uh, Kansas City so far. Once his mic comes on, Eric Tressler is here tonight. Eric, how you doing? Uh, every day is a new kick in the dick. How's it going for you, fellas? Well, my internet did just get kicked in the dick. That's why you were not able to come on the first time. So it's recovering right now. It's okay. So, um, but we're talking about week seven NFL. We're going to start off the big shock of the week. It's the one everybody here picked Baltimore to win this game. Except me last week. I picked Cincinnati. So let's start with this one. Cincinnati stomps on the Ravens, 41-17. Eric, your thoughts on this game? Uh, first time Lamar Jackson's lost to the Bengals, so I'm not going to put too much stock in it. Uh, never bet against the streak. You went against it. You happen to win this time, but more often than not, you're going to lose at that method. But you picked up a game there on that one, so that was good for you. But as far as this being a trend, I think this is more of the the, the average is still going to come back down for Joe Burrow there in Cincinnati. And it's the Ravens are still probably the top team in that division. So I don't really put too much stock in, in the Cincinnati win this weekend. Dave, what do you say? Oh, I mean, I was definitely uh, more impressed by it than uh, it sounds like Eric was. I mean, to go on the road um, – and not only win, but win in dominant fashion by multiple scores. Um, everybody knows your best weapons, Jamar Chase, and he still goes off for eight catches, 201 yards, and a touchdown. Um, obviously, 80 or 80 so of that came on the one play where apparently the Ravens just didn't know how to tackle a, a short slant. Um, but still, I, I, I think it's a big bit win for the, the Bengals. I don't think it's anything where I'm knocking down on the Ravens, but 
I think it's a big confidence booster for the Bengals. I think it's something that they'll look back on as, as a real driving part of their season. And I, I do see them fighting with uh, Baltimore for, for the uh, division crown when, when this year all uh, wraps up. I mean, at this point, but I mean, Cleveland, they just have so many injury problems. Like, are they going to get healthy in time to make a push? And Pittsburgh, I just don't think Pittsburgh has enough talent um, really on the offensive side of the ball to to be there in the end for the division title. Um, I think they could fight for a playoff spot, but I definitely don't think they have enough to fight for a division title. Well, I'm going to throw something out at you real quick because I don't want anybody out here to count the Browns out this year. With or without Baker Mayfield, believe it or not, they went out and Case Keenum. Anybody know what the reason they went out and signed Case Keenum? Uh, didn't he? Wasn't uh, he, the last he time was he his, started? He, his best ever starting quarterback, he was playing under Kevin Stavansky that year. I believe it was in Minnesota. All right. I thought Shermer was the, um, was the coordinator was the for head that. coach. But oh, okay. I believe Stavansky was on that team as well. I okay. believe Stefanski might have been the quarterback's coach or whatever else, but he was on that team. And and Case Keenum was, you know, had his best year, you know. So I think that that was part of the reason they went out. And I think they feel confident in Case Keenum and his ability. So I'm not going to count the Browns out. I think this is could be the t- most tight-knit division of all the divisions. And to me, the hardest to pick, because I can still see the Steelers making a run. I can still see the Browns getting healthy and making a run. The Browns are really scary when healthy. And those two running backs, that two-headed monster, Chubb and, and Hunter running, and you got May- Mayfield who could throw the ball behind them and capable receivers. We all know Odell's unhappy, but they still have Jarvis Landry. They still have other players there that can that can play. They're, they're, they're a team in contention. Um the Ravens aren't going anywhere. And honestly, I still at some point expect the Bengals to drop off. I expect them to be the team that doesn't stay on the season. But this just, again, goes to the fact that a lot of people downplayed the Jamar Chase aspect when he got drafted and thought, well, couldn't they use a lineman? He got sacked so much. He got hurt last year. Couldn't, isn't what he needs line help and not necessarily another playmaker or receiver. And everybody's seeing now that that rapport between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is real. And there's a real reason why they brought him in. And it seems to have made a difference. And Jamar Chase is in that conversation right now for rookie of the year. Although I still think at some point the Bengals will lose a couple games. And when that happens, you know, I'm, you know, going to think that it's just that law of averages again. But I still think that all three of these teams – or four of these teams really in this division can finish above 500. I think all four of these teams can finish nine and eight or better. Mm. I, I, this, this may be the only division I've seen in a long time that could be back. Well, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. Definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm not going to go through everybody. You're not going to go through anything. Dave, you got anything to say? Uh, <laughs> look, I, I'm definitely surprised by how well their chemistry carried over into the NFL. And I was 100% one of those people that was like, hey, you know. Our schedule next three weeks is Vikings in Miami to take on the Dolphins in Chicago to take on the Bears. So that to me, that's a pretty simple schedule for the Ravens and the Browns play the Steelers. Again, I said they play the Bengals in Cincinnati and then they're in Foxborough to take on the Patriots. So it'll be interesting to see where this division goes over the next few weeks. Dave, you want to close this one up and then we move on? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> you you what? cut out as soon as you started talking. So all oh, did in. I? You jumped in and you were halfway through uh, some one team schedule. I don't even know what team you were going through. I was going. Uh, I went through all three. I went through the uh, Bengals, Ravens, and Browns schedules for the next three weeks. Yeah, so that's we, we fantastic. Definitely, we definitely caught you when you had just one on your last team and only had two games left to talk about. That's that's so, awesome. Yeah, that's so, awesome. But unless you guys yeah, really want me, unless you guys really want me to do that again, let's just move on. Yeah, no, you don't need to do moving that on to Dave. Yeah. But Go ahead. yeah, e- either way, I mean. Like going back to Eric's point, I was one of the people that was like, why would you take a wide receiver when Burrow was getting his ass kicked last season, um, all season long and, and ended up getting hurt and missing the, you know, over half the year. Um, but I, I think all in all, I think, look, I think Eric said it best that all four of these teams have the ability to finish nine and seven or better. Um, in- injuries are, are going to be probably the one nine the and eight. Don't forget about practice. that 17th game. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's it's going to be interesting, this division. It's probably going to be the, the most fun division in the NFL. Yeah, it'll be a dogfight for sure. All right, um, so to keep going here, um, Eric, I'll throw to you. What else did you see this week you want to talk about? Oh, should, congratulations, the Giants won a game. No, it's not really a congratulations, and we're bound to win a couple. Again, this team wasn't going to be a team with no wins this year, but they're going to be a team with four or five, and this just happened to be one of those, like, semi-winnable games. Still don't have much faith next week, even against a struggling Kansas City team. But the biggest thing I'm going to take away from this week, and I don't know if you guys feel the same, I really enjoyed that Manning cast last night. I don't know about you guys. There were some real gems that came out of that. I'm not just There's talking about Mark Strong person. saying he took shots of Henny, one for him, one for Eli, and one for Peyton. It's probably one of the greatest things I've ever heard on live television. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, I mean, uh, but uh, there's one aspect that I haven't heard anybody talking about today. Nobody, and, and nobody's mentioning it. But it came out of that. Everyone's talking about the Brady Eli, um, and Manning, like you, you know, got interview, and they're talking about what Brady said about Eli and playing against him and the Giants, and you know how he, you know, <laughs> preferred to play against Peyton and whatnot, you know, and they. Everyone got a laugh out of that, but the interesting parts that I caught out of that, and I don't know if you guys did, was when he talked about his most difficult defenses to go up against, and Peyton specifically asked him if it was a defense that shows up in the same formation every single time and just comes at you maybe different ways out of that formation, but literally are going to line up the same way against you every time and just come at you, or is it the stunting is it the guys who try kind of like the the trickery and try to try to scheme against him and what kind of defense you know does he prefer and he actually compared it to said some of the toughest defenses in his worst games were against those Miami teams and those just solid defenses that were just lined up every time no tricks no anything and they used to just put it to him and I thought that was really interesting another thing I took out of it was if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. He talked about his transition to Tampa Bay last year. And to me, that was really interesting because if you listen to him, when he talks about it, 
one of the biggest things that helped him get acclimated to the team, to the you know everything around him was the fact there were no fans in the stands last year. So last year, he didn't have to worry about going to a stadium that was super loud and worrying about audibling and this and that and everything. Everything was a lot easier last year because they didn't have to worry about any of that stuff. And they didn't have to worry about crowd noise and who's hating and who's doing this. Who's, they, they could just go in and play. So it alleviated some of that other outside stuff that might affect him in another circumstance. It eliminated that because without the fans being there, it actually – made it an easier for transition for Brady. And thinking about that, I'm like, this guy literally put himself in the best situation, in a situation where there was zero pressure, less media, everything else. But then you think about it, and no fans in the stands actually probably benefited him more than any other quarterback in the league last year. Because you think about it, even rookies coming in, rookies are so used to playing in front of fans, giant college stadiums, this, that, and the other thing. At the same time, like Tom Brady, he he's he, yeah he can handle the noise, but what he needed last year was the quiet. And the fact that he talked about getting that and that it helped him and this and that, I just find a lot of the stuff he talked about very interesting. Outside of the funny moments that he had with the brothers, I just thought his football and when they actually got into football and like talking strategy with him, I thought that was some of the most interesting stuff I heard all week. Yeah, it definitely sounds interesting. I didn't get a chance to see the uh, the simulcast, so I saw some of the clips. I didn't see that one, but makes all the sense in the world. About that stuff. Yeah. Nobody said, and I don't understand why. Because, like to me, Tom Brady is literally dropping knowledge for everybody. He's dropping knowledge against what kind of defenses to run against him. He's dropping knowledge about what kind of like all plays he likes to run, how, what he would call in certain fourth down situations. He was. The, the, to hear him and uh, to that level of talk between three of – and listen, I don't care if you guys ridicule me for putting him in this conversation, but three of the greatest quarterbacks ever. You want to tell me that Eli don't belong in that conversation? That's fine. The guy's got two Super Bowl rings, and they were two away from that guy who is the greatest of all time. So to hear three guys that are that – well accomplished in the league get together and discuss the game of football to me was just immensely interesting i watched every single second of that of that simulcast of that especially that part of the simulcast mm. dave what do you say well i think what eric said kind of hits on the the main point like when you watch that like you're really not watching that because you want to watch the game you're watching it for the entertainment that you get out of them and if you're a football head like, that's really something that those are the reasons you watch it. You want to be able to see that. You want to be able to, like, enjoy the types of things that they say and the types of things they talk about and really kind of enjoy, like, what – how professionals, specifically the most important position in the game, like – how they see the game and what they think of it, how they look at it. So that, that to me is probably the, the biggest takeaway you get out of watching that simulcast is really enjoying knowledge and, and information you get about the game that you really don't get when you're watching the game or, you know, listening to just your typical broadcasters talk about the game because all they're talking about is that game that they're watching. Yeah. 
Yeah, well said. Let me ask you something, though. Like, at this point, I don't know that they're ever going to do it. Do you see any of these guys, because you talked about the knowledge and everything, coaching? Absolutely not. Uh, Why the hell would any of these guys go to coaching? They are going to get paid buku money from ESPN to keep doing this. They're going to make a nice fat paycheck sitting on the couches, just talking football with with whatever guests they want to bring on that week. Um, Yeah, I I see no reason that Peyton or Eli would get into coaching unless the only coaching I think you would ever see any of them do is if their own kid was playing, maybe they'd coach, maybe they'd go and coach that team. But as far as coaching a professional team, I don't think Eli – or Brady or Manning have any interest in, in actually coaching. Mm. Dave? Yeah, I I don't really – I don't know. I don't see a value for them to go into coaching. Um, like Eric, uh, Eric said, they can make enough money doing what they do now. Plus, I mean, it's not like they don't have other business ventures that they're involved in and make money off of. And, I mean, you, you got to think about it. Like, for how hard these players work and train, there's nobody that spends more time actually working than a coach. So, yeah. you know, like, I, I can't – they all have families. They're Most of them are – you know, their kids are young. I mean, I'd say, what, between maybe like seven and like 13 years old. So, I, I think they'd rather be able to spend the time. Like, I think if you were ever going to see them coaching, it'd probably be at least another like 10-plus years from now. Mm. All right, fair enough. We'll move off I mean, of that. Brady might still be playing. Who knows? That's fair. That is fair. Anything else anybody wants to bring up from the games this week? Uh, like I said, man, the, the Chiefs. The Chiefs are in a spot where they could actually not make the playoffs, which I find amazing. Yeah, I think they still figure out a way. Um, but they're going to need help. Uh, they're they're getting to the point where it's no longer going to be in their control. Uh, they're going to need some teams to lose that are ahead of them. We just talked about how dominant the AFC North is and the potential to maybe have, you know, you, you could be looking at the three wild card teams being from the AFC North and, and then your division winner. Um, and if you end up in that position, then Kansas city has to win the division and they're literally in last place in their division. Um so it's it's not looking great for Kansas City. I think you're watching, like, I, the people that are sitting there saying, oh, Mahomes really isn't as great as we thought he was. He signed his contract and he stopped playing good football. Like, I think those people are smoking something. Um, personally, I, I, yeah. I think you're watching a quarterback that's pressing. Um, you're watching a quarterback that's trying to compensate for a bad defense. Um, and, and I, I think you're, you're seeing him trying to force the issue, knowing that it's basically up to him to lead the team all the way to the wins. Um, but you see that, I, I think, you know, I know we kind of brushed past the giant game, you know, Eric, I get where you're coming from. Like, yeah, they want a game, but I think this kind of goes back to kind of a debate we were having after the Panthers started three and up. Um, you know, we sat here and I was starting to feel pretty high on Sam Darnold and how good he was looking. And Eric's like law of averages, law of averages. And now he's lost four in a row and he looks like the quarterback we watched play for the Jets. Um, so, you know, when, when that's, that's the situation you're dealing with, like it, it basically was McCaffrey went down and he just 
fell apart. His last good game statistically was against Dallas. And a lot of those st- uh, statistics came from uh, garbage yards and garbage time when they were down by three scores. Um, so I, I don't know how, you know, if you really want to count that game as a good game for him, but you know, all in all, he still played pretty well. But then you look at what what he's done since that game, and it's just been really bad. And I think uh, getting benched uh, for PJ Tucker, who you know was a monster last year or a year and a half ago for the XFL, um, really kind of sends a message that he's on a short leash. Um, they've been looped into the Deshaun Watson trade talks. Um, yeah, I, I think. Uh, it, Sam Donald may may be solidifying his spot as a career backup, which, you know, if you told me Sam Donald had to be my backup quarterback, I might not have a problem with that, but I'm, I'm definitely changing my opinion on the idea of him being my starting quarterback. Yeah, he's definitely not making a believer out of people. I think um, you and me advocated that him getting out of the Jets was a good thing for him, and I still believe that. Pretty obvious Eric was probably, you know, he had a point saying that, I can't remember exactly how I put it, but the bottom line is you could take a guy out of a situation, out of a bad situation, put him in a good one. Doesn't matter. Automatically turn him into an all world quarterback. What Ryan Tannehill has been able to do since he got out of Miami, I think is pretty impressive because you don't see a lot of guys who are highly touted out of college. They had their one job. They lose their job. They catch on to another team and they reestablish what made them somebody that people watch to begin with and Darnold right now is not in that class so Eric what do you say Darnold he's not very good at all that's why he's you know listen the, the Jets knew what they were getting rid of when they got rid of him and they were hoping Wilson would be a better version of that Wilson is jury's still out he's young you can't judge him you know Peyton Manning's a guy who had you know I think he led the league in interceptions his rookie year you know what I mean so mm-hmm Look at what he turned out to be. They were three and thirteen his first year. I don't really like to judge people based on their first year. It's really their second year and beyond when they start to grow. Um, granted, some rookies can come in and light it up and have great first years as well. But really, I think the true test to a quarterback is years two, three, four, and how they progress. Because any guy can come in and be a flash in the pan when nobody has any tape on him and nobody has any defensive, you know, schemes on him. But the second the defense, one defense figures him out. And the tape gets out, every defense figures them out. And then it's how do they adjust? How do they maneuver? And that's the interesting part to me. And Sam Darnold's one of those guys where, at this point, we kind of know what Sam Darnold is. Yeah. 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 It's becoming more and more obvious, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. All and, right. And not to mention, oh. You also got to look at, like, the support he's getting. I mean, Robbie Anderson over the last – I think two weeks I read has 24 targets, but only six catches. Uh, I think he has almost as many drops as catches. And I think his total catches have accumulated to like 23 yards. Um, You know, like, I I mean, Robbie Anderson's not helping him out. DJ Moore can't do it all by himself. Um, You know, obviously losing McCaffrey, but again, you know, when you're a quarterback that you really, you're judged more. It's almost like when you're a point guard in the NBA, you're judged more by how you make everybody else look good than you are by what you're actually doing statistically. Like a quarterback can throw for only 150 yards, but 
if he if he's you know checking out of pass plays to to do a run play and the run turns into a big run or you know they're they're doing little trickeration play but you know like they're calling running the game the right way like it, it's kind of hard to say a quarterback had a bad game um but uh, i mean he's he he's he's costing them games with the turnovers uh and that that's I mean, you think about the Giant game on Sunday. Like, that was a close game, and then he throws a pick inside the red zone. Giants drive down and score, take a, take a, a, a lead, and, that you know, the, it just kind of steamrolled from there. Um, so, I think I think that's the biggest problem with Arnold is he's literally – they're not losing just because they're not – they're the worst team out of the two teams playing. They're losing because he's making mistakes that are costing them games that he shouldn't make as an experienced quarterback. <clears throat> yeah, I, I totally agree. I don't really have too much more to add on that. So do we have anything else we want to bring up from this week before we go to picks? Uh, from this Bueller? week, no. I mean, that's kind of what, what stood out to me. I mean, we just kind of hit on it. Um yeah, no, I don't got anything else for you. I'm trying to think if there are any, like, big upsets or anything, but... Um... Well, I, I mean, just to go through the slate real quick, we talked a little bit, I think, well, we brought up Cleveland when we were talking about the AFC North. Green Bay, 24-10 over Washington, pretty standard. We talked about Tennessee and Kansas City. Atlanta beats Miami. Tua came back. He did actually play, but, yeah, that happened. Talked New England, talking well, <laughs> New England and the Jets. Let's keep going. Giants, we talked that. Cincinnati, Vegas, 30. These games, how did our picks do? I want to know that. Okay, we will go there. Oh, you All just right. made him so happy, Eric. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You walked right into that. Okay. Listen, it's where we we're going anyway. Yes. And I don't think I really walked into much. I mean, we all got some games, right? So I mean, I don't feel like. No, I love the. I, I loved that intro. That that was a really good intro. I I thank you for that. That was good. You're right. We were going there anyway. So, all right. So for week six, uh, excuse me, for week seven's picks, Eric went three and four, and is currently still in first place at twenty one and eighteen. Dave went two and five. And it's currently 18 and 21 on this season. So he fell back into third place. Larry Schmelrose, uh, unfortunately, went one and six and is pulling up the rear in, in sole possession of fourth place at 13 and 26. I, on the other hand, went six and one on the week, jumped into second place, and now I'm only a game behind Eric at 20 and 19 on the season. So I had, a, I had a good week. I had a good week. All right. So with that, let's start some picks here. So I guess it's up for me first. And we will begin with Aglialoro's Aggravation of the Week. Now, I'm not going to pick the game that I would pick in my Survivor League because we'd all pick the same team. So I'm not going to do that. Would be nice. Um, looking at this, I I'm going to pick a game, a little bit of intrigue here. You know something? We were just talking about it, so let's go Carolina and Atlanta. Carolina going into Atlanta here. Atlanta's been on the come up. They've played some bad teams over the last couple weeks, and they actually were able to pull out some victories first in England, then last week against the uh, the Dolphins. So we got that there. Um, 
I'm going to go with Atlanta here. I do think this is a game that Darnold has the opportunity to kind of get himself right, even without McCaffrey, because Atlanta, they've beaten bad teams. Atlanta's not a good team. So I think they got a shot. I think this will be a close game. But at the end of the day, I do think the experience of Matt Ryan leading that offense is going to be what pulls it out for Atlanta there. So that's who I go with. Eric, who you got? Um, Who's the home team? Atlanta is. Atlanta's home. Carolina's reeling after four straight losses. Ugh. Eric, if it helps, Carolina could also be without, uh, what's it, Hubbard, the guy that's been filling in for uh, McCaffrey. They could also be without him this week. Would have been nice if he was out last week. I might have won. Um, something's happening with the Falcons. They're three and three now. I don't think it stays that way, but I don't think Carolina is very good either. Give me the Falcons at home. All right, Dave, who you got? Yeah, I'm going to take the Falcons at home. I, I Like Eric said, they, they, they've got some momentum going. I think that right now they're playing better football than Carolina is. And I, I just I, – I don't see Sam Darnold playing any better than he's played the last couple of weeks until McCaffrey gets back and takes some weight off his shoulders. So much for the idea of picking a game with some intrigue. All right, anyway, we'll keep going here. Dave, it is time for Hastings Highlight of the Week. So I wanted to go with the Green Bay, uh, Arizona game. That's what mm-hmm. I wanted to go with. But now we're finding out that basically like half of Green Bay's wide receiver core is going to be on the COVID list and not be able to play. Um, so no Devontae Adams, no Lazard. So I think Valdez Scandring, uh, Scandrick or Scandling or whatever the hell his name is. Scandling. He's looking to be their number one wide receiver. Um so I don't know if I would consider that a highlight of the week anymore. Um, so the other games I've got that really caught my eye for highlights of the week, I, we I, I got I'm gonna go with two again. I mean, unless you guys want to pick Arizona Green Bay, but I feel like we're all gonna go Arizona without with the short week and the issues in Green Bay. Um, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm All tempted right. to pick. Is I'm tempted. Rogers, is, Aaron, is Aaron Rodgers still playing? Because if he is, I got to tell you, I think I'm taking Aaron Rodgers and whatever group of wide receivers he can put together to play. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning Aaron, towards. Arizona is not going undefeated this year. I agree. I, but Yeah. I mean, look, I would take Arizona. So if you guys, if at least one of you would go Green Bay, then we can definitely. I'm going back. Green Bay. You were picking it. I'm going Green Bay. All right. So I got Arizona. Eric's got Green Bay. Who you got, Mike? Well, I'm still sticking with my Aaron Rodgers is going to the Super Bowl this year. So this seems like a game he would need to win on the way. So I'm going to go with Green Bay myself. All right. Maybe uh, Schmidt Rose will join me on the Arizona train. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't All be right, surprised so that, on that. That's one of the games. The other game I got is Titans at the Colts. Uh, Colts are starting to look good. Even in a crappy weather game and some bad mistakes by Carson Wentz, they still managed to pull off a win. Um, they expect Hilton to be back this Sunday. That gives them more of another passing option. 
Uh, Jonathan Taylor has been, I think, the number two running back over the last four weeks, only behind um, Derrick Henry. So you got two of the top running backs going against each other. Two of the, what I think we all would agree at best, are the middle-tier quarterbacks of the NFL. Um, good enough to win you some games, but they're not, you know, Hall of Famers. Um, and two defenses that both can play really well, but also can be taken advantage of. Uh, so I think that's going to be a hell of a game. Colts are at home. Titans coming off back-to-back huge wins against Buffalo. And then, um, oh, my God, who do they just beat? Kansas City. Kansas City. No. Maybe Buffalo on Monday. Who they play Sunday? That was Kansas City? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Holy yeah, 27-3. Yeah. Derrick yeah. Henry threw a touchdown. Yeah. So, I had two back-to-back wins. Now you got a division rival coming up. I, I don't know. I just – I think the Colts are going to get the win at home. So, I'm going to take the Colts. I think, wow. Dave, Dave, I feel like you're feeling the pressure that I felt last week when I was going against the grain on these picks. No, I, I, I don't feel any pressure. <laughs> if, we have, if we have money on this, I'd feel pressure. But we're, we're just doing this for fun. So, yeah. No pressure. But, yeah, right. I, I don't know why. I just think the Colts win this game. Mm. Yeah, I'm going with Tennessee. I think yeah, they're getting. I'm going with Tennessee as well. I think they're just running the ball too well. Derrick Henry's just a man possessed right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think the hot streak is going to end in Indy. I really don't. I'm just. I'm not a believer yet. Not a believer yet. San Francisco is not a great team. That's how Indy got the win to make. So let's see him do it against a real team, and then maybe I'll be a believer in him. So, all right. And now, Eric, right, I, I got to give you my third one, Mike. Oh, you got a third? Oh, go ahead. Uh, you're not going to like this one, though. Oh, really? Do you really do you have to? I have to, Mike, because this is without a doubt has the potential to be the best game of the entire weekend. I don't like this. Mm. I mean, Eric, would you agree that the Cowboys Vikings game has the potential to be one of the best games of the weekend? Yeah. So would you not agree that a Hastings highlight game pick has to be one of the best games of the weekend? I think so. I think you're I think you're on par with that. I I, I like where you're going. There was one other game I'm eyeing up. I'm kind of glad you didn't take it because it, it's gonna it's it's a it's a pretty looking bowl. Um, now that you left it, so <laughs> it's uh, perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm really happy about this. So I'm. Uh, yeah, no, I think that you, you're you're spot on, man. Spot on. Perfect. All right, Mike, I am sorry. Please, no, I'm not doing this to do anything against you. It's, I mean, uh, it's not like I didn't think it was a possibility. But it could I mean, be a very yeah. entertaining, entertaining game. Like, you know, Dalvin Cook, Phelan, Jefferson, like those guys are going to come in. They're going to want to, you know, Diggs looking for another interception. Like, it's going to be an entertaining game all around. I really have a feeling that uh, – it's going to be fun to watch. I'm, I, I know you don't like the picket, Mike, but at the same time, it, it, it is a good game of the week. Listen, the idea that we were going to go all 18 weeks of the season and the Cowboys weren't going to come up into picks once, come on. I, I, I knew it was going to happen at some point. But the thing so, is, do you have the balls to pick them? We'll find out after Dave makes his pick. Yeah, fair enough, Mike. I respect that. Uh, mm-hmm. So, look. 
Dallas on the road in Minnesota. That was one of the few games they won last year after Dak went down. Um, Andy Dalton got him a dub. Um, to me, this Minnesota team is about the same amount of talent as they were last year. Um, and I think this Dallas team is better than they were last year. With that said, uh, Dalvin Cook, I believe, is finally due back. He's missed a couple games. So that's going to be huge for Minnesota. But it's not like uh, I think it was Addison or Madison, the backup that has played really good football. Minnesota's defense is hit or miss. Uh, they can either be really good or really bad. Uh, I think Dallas is, as the, we talk about averages, I think Dallas is going to become more similar to that as the year wears on. Um, but I saw a really interesting stat and something I was very proud to see of the Dallas Cowboys. They are literally the only team uh, in the NFL that has not ran an offensive snap where they've been down by more than one possession. Um, so they've never been down by more than eight points. So I think that's kind of interesting and cool. Their defense isn't great, but their defense seems to really step up if the offense is starting slow. Uh, both teams coming off of a bye week, the Dak Prescott calf strain. I, I, I mean, everything you're hearing out of Dallas is fine. Um, so with all that said, I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys to win on the road on Sunday night in Minnesota. All right. I'm going to be honest, Eric. I want to see your pick before I make mine. No, let's draw, the, let's draw this. Let's draw this out a little bit. Go ahead, Eric. No, 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 no. Yes, yes. No, we're not going to draw this out. Oh, come on, gonna, come on, make your pick. No, no, make your pick. You're going to get nope because you're going to use it against me, and you're going to pick the opposite way. So this way you could claim because you know I'm going to pick the Cowboys, and then you're going to use the excuse. Oh, I got to still make up a game on you. And being that we picked the same in the other games, I'm going to go with the Vikings here to try to make up the game. I know the way your mind works, Mike. I'm not letting you do it. So that's your that's your so that's your pick. You're picking the Cowboys. I, I'm I want I will, I will pick the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to say it, but I have a feeling that you don't have the balls to do it. I got balls the size of grapefruits, motherfucker. I'll pick Dallas. There you go. Have some right. confidence in your team. Yeah. So I that wish was, I had a team like your team. Sad, right. I'm not so, so confident in any pick. I got the balls the size of grapefruit. That's I a am, Vince McMahon line. Dave, cousin David care. knows where that's from. I don't care. That hearing you say something like that, I'm like it's warm to my heart on this cold rainy evening. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I mean, we all know they're doomed now, right? We we got that, right? I got I gotta balance it out a little bit, but I don't think yeah, Mike, Minnesota. They lose. Um, every I'm gonna make sure every Cowboys fan in the world blames you. I promise. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I I can't pick Minnesota in this game. I don't have confidence in them. So I, I I'm not gonna do it just to do it because I'm only one game behind Eric. I'm not gonna do that. So anyway, if we all go down, we all go down together. All right. I mean, just, so just keep it. Just keep in mind, both teams their last game before their bye week was an overtime game. Mm. Dallas's overtime game was on the road against New England. Minnesota's overtime game was at home against the Lions. Yeah, all right, I'm fine. All right, we can keep this moving, and it is time for Eric Tressler's Toy 
Pilot Ball of the Week. And I got to tell you that this one is like, when you turn around, you're like, man, I, I feel a little lighter. Like, I've, I kind of feel better uh, after looking at this shit. I love like, these intros. You really, like, it's it's one you would appreciate. Like, really, honest tr- and truly, you would, you'd be impressed. And it's, I got to tell you, it's it's the Browns at home against the Steelers. And you look at it, and it's a 3-3 three and three team versus a uh, 4-3 Dan. You're like, eh. But you look at a Case Keenum starting a quarterback. The Browns are home. Like I said, I gave you those Case Keenum facts before. Like, about how he's played really well with Stefanski in the past. I, again, I don't know. I know that gives the team confidence. They are injury-ridden. But at the same time, the Steelers have not looked good themselves. It's a game, though, that you look at and you're like, man, these teams really aren't that bad, though. And it's actually some pretty good football I'm watching. So you know what? This shit's not that terrible. And I got to tell you, I'm going to take the Steelers on the road to beat the Browns if they're still without Baker Mayfield, which they will be. All right. So Eric's got Pittsburgh. Dave, who you got? I'm like, you got to pick before somebody at some point. So I'm making you go. I'm sorry. Fair enough. And for the record, I did pick before everybody in the first game. So that should count. But anyway. Yeah, because um, it was the game you chose. Well, I'm just saying it still counts. It still counts. Yeah, but you had time to prepare, my friend. Let's roll. 30 seconds. Let's be fair here. When I was doing the intro to the game, that was my preparation. But anyway. Um, hmm. I mean, this will be an interesting game. I'm surprised this is the toilet bowl of the week, truthfully, because I think these teams always play each other tough. I don't really think there's going to be a lot of smelly shit around. It's but... proud shit. It's when you're it's, it's when you're proud to watch. <laughs> proud you took. All right, fair enough. You know, so I'm gonna where go you with... want to get on the scale after you do it because you think you dropped a couple pounds. There you oh, go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go in Cleveland here. Actually, I think. What Eric just said about Case Keenum, those facts, I didn't – I'm sure I heard the Stefanski connection at some point, but I definitely forgotten it. Makes all the sense in the world to bring him in so they can recapture the magic. Um, and I don't think their backfield is really going to miss all that much. Like Chubb is supposed to be back this week. Hunt is still out. But the kid um, – what is it? Johnson, the Ernest Johnson – Rush for 146 yards against Denver last week. So I don't think they're going to lose too much if he's the second back as opposed to Hunt. And as far as their receivers go, like, I think they get Landry back this week. Whatever goes on with Odell, like, they have some some depth at the receiver and tight end positions. And Pittsburgh, unfortunately, like, it's Big Ben. I love Big Ben and everything. I I, I don't think he has it this season. I really don't. I think he did the Mickey Mantle thing. He stayed around one year too long, unfortunately. So I'm going to go with Cleveland there. Go ahead. What were you saying? You had me down for the Steelers, right? I did. Yes, that's right. Dave? Yeah. I I mean, the one comment I wanted to make about this being the toilet bowl of the week is the fact that he chose a Browns game. Oh, good good job. 
I enjoy. I just enjoy that play on words, and um, I appreciate that, Eric. So thank you. We we definitely did not give that a moment to breathe. So thank you for doing that. Yes. Oh my God, that's just another great statement to make right there, Mike. Moment to breathe. Um, so anyway, <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna we'll, we'll keep moving because the we don't need the eight year old versions of us to run the rest of the show. So um farts and duties exactly yeah so yeah. many farts and we just all start laughing <laughs> i mean come on <laughs> all right wait make your pick we this will go on for another 20 minutes you can go ahead all right so look I, i'm gonna uh this is definitely a hard game for me to pick because i think the the point that was made by the browns on thursday night with case keenum was that <clears throat> There is absolutely no freaking reason that you draft a running back in the top 10 of an NFL draft. Mm. Sorry. As a Cowboys fan, Mike, you know where I'm coming from. No, I agree. I agree. Eric, as a Giants fan, I know you know where I'm coming from. You do not waste a 10th round pick. If you have an offensive line that can block, you can take an undrafted running back and still put average 100 yards a game. Sorry. You just Mm -hmm. can't especially against a defense that knows you don't want to throw the ball because you're starting your backup quarterback on a short week. So your only practices that whole week were nothing but walkthroughs. So I have, oh man. (laughs) That big one basket. I got to go with the Browns. Okay. I was just going to say that big bombastic introduction and then you hesitated on it. I was surprised. Yeah, I just I I because I think Pittsburgh's the better team when you have Keenum at quarterback, but that offensively they just don't score enough points that a grinded out run the ball game can win you the game, and that's how the Browns are going to try and win. They're going to try and grind it out, play field position, and hope that they're at some point their running back's going to break a big play. And if Chubb's back, you know that's bound to happen at some point, and there's. I don't know. I, I I just, yeah, I'm going with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. All right. So it is time. He's here with us in spirit and best of luck to him and his wife and everything. I said that at the beginning of the show, we'll say it again, but it is time. Oh, I, I don't remember which one it is actually. Oh, well, I fucked that up. But anyway, it is time for Larry Sparrow's shit show of the week. All right. Pretty sure Larry and Fife are married to the same woman. I wouldn't worry about it. All right, fine. I, I know we're trying to keep the thing yeah, going. They, they, they My brain been, almost broke. Like Mormon or yeah, whatever it's called, where you're allowed to have multiple wives or multiple partners thing. Hey, um, as long as as long as everybody's happy, we're all happy. It's fine. Live I mean, your life. Yeah, I see the game. It's got to be this all game. All three of them are happy. Eric can talk better on that than I can, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> all three of them are happy. That's good. All right. If you see, like a picture, say the say the game, Eric. It's got to be the Jaguars Steelers. Wilson still up. Wilson's still going to be out this week, right? Oh, he's out for at least another four weeks. Oh, okay. And it's really not Forty Niners Browns. Forty Forty Niners Bears. 49ers, Bears. 49ers, Bears. That could be, oh, my God. There's a a couple shit shows. I mean, Giants, Kansas City. The fact that that's a Monday night game. Yeah, the NFL is pissed about that one. No doubt. No doubt. 
But we'll stick with Jacksonville and Seattle. That's fine. We can go there. Is that the, Arizona, is that the game he had picked, though? Huh? Is that the game he had picked, though? He doesn't send me. He doesn't send me um, games oh, he wants okay. to pick. We oh, pick. Okay. We're basically picking it for him. That's what we've done the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm thinking so. it's gonna. Well, because I mean, there's a couple of them, and we'll give him a couple options here then. Well, let's put them all. Mean, let's let's just do them all then. If we want, if, let's just make it one big messy shit. That's what yeah. I said. There you go. There you I, go. I so we got to pick the 49ers, Bears, then since Dave mentioned it. You got the Eagles, Lions. Is God awful, and then you got the other one. You got the you got the Seahawks and, and Jaguars. I mean, you look at these games and they make you like probably pretty close to physically ill while you're on the bowl. Like you're sitting there wondering if this belly ain't ever going away. The dumps so large. It's it, it's big. It's messy. It's wet. It's wild. It's a lot of different games. Let's do it. All right. So let's bet. Let's bang them out. Real. Let's just bang them out. Yeah, so, let's bang all right. Ja- Jackson. We'll start Jacksonville and Seattle. I'm going to pick Seattle on that one. Eric, who you got? Weirdly enough, I think Seattle's got a lot of injuries right now, um, especially running back. And uh, they, they couldn't put up any yards yesterday. I know the weather wasn't good, but Seahawks, I thought the Jaguars were going to come into this season and win a couple games. And maybe this is one of those games. Give me the Jaguars. You in Seattle. You can, you can give me Jacksonville as well. Oh, wow. All right. Philadelphia and Detroit. Give me Detroit getting their first win. Only way the Eagles can win a game is if they get up big early. And Detroit Detroit will bust out all the stops to win the game. I'm saying Philadelphia. I think on paper they're a better team than Detroit. Sure it's like. I like I like Dan Campbell and everything. I Philadelphia's going to win a couple games this season. Eric, who you got? Uh, I got to go with you, Mike. I actually think Philadelphia is a better team than that record indicates right now. Yeah. Um, and because of that, I'm going to go with them. And I think that, unfortunately, the Lions are just going to be that story this year of that team that just like can't get out of their own way. They're going to be that team that, like, if they would have, like, if a couple breaks should have went differently, they could have been close to 500, but instead they have, they're like a three-win team. They're just destined this year to be losers. You know, so, I heard, the, yeah, with that. I heard this earlier this week, and I had forgot about it. Dan Campbell was on the Lions team that went 0-16. He might have, he might have been, but all I know is I th- Dan yeah, I watched he was. I'm tired of listening to him. Linebacker or what? Linebacker. Or linebacker. Then, he was a linebacker. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Because I had forgotten what position he had played. Truthfully, so I think I heard that on part of my take. Anyway, we'll keep moving here. San Francisco going into Chicago to take on the Bears. Eesh. This one stinks. This one smells oh, something really god awful. There was some, there was some there was some corn and shit in there. This is this is horrible. Go ahead. It's it's as horrible though, but I really want to talk about something equally as horrible. And okay. I, I don't know if you guys are as offended by it as I am, but the fact that we were talking about the Lions and their 0 and 16 team came up. Who in the hell made Dan Orlovsky the be all end all on football knowledge? The man was an 0 and 16 NFL quarterback, and he's out there critiquing other people. 
like if there is anybody that should be critiquing people, it's Eli and Peyton sitting there on Monday Night Football with a whole bunch of rings and a bunch of other, you know. But Dan Orlovsky has zero credibility in my eyes to talk about being an NFL quarterback, being an 0-16 NFL quarterback. And I'll I listen if you guys to- find his talking about football as egregious as I do because I think he is literally just a talking piece that's out there for clickbait. Like, I think he just tries to say outlandish things happen to try to get, like, people to watch him and listen to him. Like, I, I really don't think he – I think he's he could be the worst NFL broadcaster or, or commentator out there, I think, in my opinion. Well, I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't listen to Orlovsky when he talks. I mean, he makes me he makes me believe Trent Dilfer is credible. He's at least got a fucking Super Bowl ring. So I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, Dave. Eric, you're not alone. You're not alone, dude. He's he's strictly there for ESPN to get ratings and clickbait. That's it. He he he, he is not somebody whose football opinion I would ever like. I would trust the three of us uh, uh, breaking down film more than I would trust them. I mean, if he was really good at breaking down film, his team wouldn't have gone 0 16. There's the proof He's also right there. The only guy I've ever seen as a quarterback run out of the back of the end zone and not know he did it. <laughs> Enough said. Enough said. All right. Let's pick this stinky, slimy San Francisco 49ers Chicago Bears game. Oh, I think a tie is possible. Huh? You got the Niners? Niners. You got the Niners? You know something? Fuck it. I'm going to say the Bears. I don't feel good about it. No, you shouldn't feel good about it. I I feel dirty. I feel dirty. This is not a proud shit. But, yeah, no, that's where I'm going. Let me tell you why. Because right now, there's like Justin Fields is showing you the growing pains. He's showing you why I didn't think he was ever like a real franchise QB. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Jimmy G does not look better, though, if I'm being honest. like No, but I I have more faith in the overall team there than I do with the Bears. And it's sad to say because I like Khalil Mack. I like some of the things they do there. I like him defensively um, in some ways, but in a lot of others, they're not playing good football this year. They're just not. And... I think part of that is they came into this season. They should have really just came right out of the gate with field, tried that whole Darnold thing first, or uh, not Darnold, uh, no, I'm talking about the base pistol. Dalton, Dalton. Dalton, that's it. That's yeah. it. And, you know, I never should have went that route. I think it kind of killed uh, Fields' confidence a little bit. I think it didn't really help the team chemistry. And I think they're having some growing pains here in year one because of that, because at least Garoppolo is a little more stable because at least they have a little bit more going for them. They ran the ball good early. Um, they have, like, I don't think they're as bad as everyone makes them seem. Um, or and Dave, I mean, really, this was like your sleeper pick of the year. I feel like that Noah, you know, the San Fran team. So I don't think they're as bad as they've shown so far this year. And I think the law of averages starts to equal out a little bit here. So I think it's a bad Bears team. I think it's an average San Fran team. Give me San Fran. All right. So there we go. There's our picks for week eight football. I want to move on here. Unless anybody else got anything else football related to say, I want to move on. I want to go to basketball. There's only two things basketball wise. I really want to bring up this week. And number one, 
is the NBA 75th anniversary team. I have been interested to hear you guys' thoughts on this. Truthfully, I didn't even know they were doing this when we went to air last week. And then I later find out that they had already picked the first 25. So everyone who was on the 50th anniversary team that was picked in 1997 made the list. I'm not going to run down the whole list. What I am going to do, the 26 names that made this that were not on the NBA's 50th list, Ray Allen, Giannis, Melo, uh, Kobe, Stephen Curry, Anthony Davis, Tim Duncan, Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett, James Harden, Allen Iverson, LeBron, Jason Kidd, Kawhi Leonard, Damian Lillard, Bob McAdoo, Reggie Miller, Steve Nash, Dirk Nowitzki, Chris Paul, Gary Payton, Dennis Rodman, Dwayne Wade, Russell Westbrook, Dominique Wilkins, and my boy Paul Pierce. My boy Paul Pierce made the list. So I'm curious because there's been, there's been talks about people who got left off the list, people who shouldn't have been put on the list. I know who you guys are going to say shouldn't have been put on the list. I don't agree with you. But I want to hear from you guys. What were your thoughts when you saw this list? And Dave, I'll start with you on this one. I mean, look, you could debate this list up and down, top and bottom, side to side, error by error. I mean, you, you really... I, I don't know. I, I like. Here's me. how you simplify it. I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, Dave, but I feel like you. It's it's arbitrary. It's so hard to determine. Oh, who is you know the next up in the top fifty, which they did a bunch of years back. Like, who are we going to add to that? To... It's weird. It's arbitrary. It doesn't really matter. The biggest thing that I find wrong with this list mm. isn't the players they have on it. It's the fact they have current players on it. And I don't think current players should ever be on a list of all-time greats because you don't know how Giannis is going to finish his career. You don't know how certain people are going to finish out. Maybe if Giannis gets hurt and never plays again, I don't know if you'd consider five or six years of Giannis. You know, you know, yeah, he's a great player during that time, but he'd have a longevity. I don't know. I, I, I just think it's wrong to put people who are still active in the league on lists like this, and that's what I find an issue. Well, can I just say something? Because I don't necessarily disagree with your point there. Um, the one thing I want to say, in 97, when they made the top 50 list, if they had gone by what you were saying, half the players on that list wouldn't have been on the, on the list because you That's had Jordan. I'm just, I'm just saying. There's some players on that list that don't deserve to be there too. The only one I've heard from that top 50 people being pretty adamant doesn't belong on the wit list was not an active player at the time. It was Bill Walton. Like Shaq was on that list. He had only been on the, in the league for like three or four years, but Shaq, I think we all can admit is one of the greatest of all time. So Dave, I want to go back to you though. Well, I, I, I think I, I like how Eric said it, but I do get your point. Like when they did the all time 50, cause I remember Jordan, <clears throat> Jordan and Pippen both being on it. Mm -hmm. So, like, I remember thinking that. But, like, when they rolled that out, I was young enough that I was just like, ah, two guys that play for my favorite team and two of my favorite players are on that list. Like, so mm -hmm. instead, at that age, you just get hyped up about it. I mean, I was, like, what, 12? Um, 
you know, where at this point of your life, you're like, well, why are we putting guys on a list of greatest of all time when their careers aren't over? Um, you know, and I get that perspective. And, and I think at this age, I agree with that perspective. Um, but with that said, I mean, look, there, there's guy like Bill Walton, like you bring him up, like, I think with Bill Walton, a lot of people kind of connect his NBA career with his college career mm-hmm. and his college career was one of those that not many people compare with. Um, and, and that that's not a knock on other players. It's just Bill Walton when he played college basketball, I, I don't know if you really could stop him. Um, that's how Shaq was like, you couldn't stop Shaq in college basketball. Like you just couldn't because like Shaq wasn't full of himself yet and stayed in shape. Um, what if, but this, you want to, and not only that, but I'm looking at this list now, and you want to argue Bill Walton. Bill Walton's easily a slam dunk on this list. When you consider some of these other names, let me throw some names out at you: Rick Barry, Dave Bing, Dave Cowens, Billy Cunningham, Dave DeButcher. Like I get it, I've heard of some of these names. Wait a minute, DeBusher, you're a, you're a Nick fan. You can't put DeBusher on that list. I'm sorry, you're a Nick fan. You can't do that. I can, though, because as a Nick fan, I can tell you he's not, he's no Willis Reed. He's no, you know, I I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, maybe he should have been on the top 50 list of retired players at that time, but they should have evolved that list. And that just stuck people on at the end of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, to me, there's other names they could have come up with. Um, you know, I'm looking at like Hal Greer or Sam Jones. I mean, can I say Jerry something Lucas. though? Can I, yeah, I want to say something though. You're going after a lot of guys who none of us have seen play. But that's so this I mean, is, like, so this is one of the problems with comparing different so eras. This is what I'm telling yeah. you is that this is why it is so hard because when we're looking at lists, it's so arbitrary. Like Dave pointed mm-hmm. out, different errors, different this, different that. We could sit here, and that's what makes the list fun to argue about is because I have a different opinion than you have, and everybody has a different opinion. But honestly, there really is no right or wrong answer to any of these lists. It's fair. I, you got a problem with Dave's, though, apparently. Dave, I'd be upset if I was you. You want me to go to Bob Pettit? Why? Because of why? Because of butcher or Dolph Shays? I'm more mad about him going after all these different days. That's what I just said. That's what I said. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is old Charmin created a great toilet paper. You should be happy for that. Wes Unsold. No, what yo, Wes Unsold was a monster in his day, dude. I, I, I don't know. Like, Will Chamberlain was a monster in his day. Bill Russell was a monster in his day. I'm pretty sure those guys shat on people like him. Like, so I, I, I don't know how, like, you know, yeah. Even, like, guys like George Gervin, I know, were monsters back in the day. Iceman. Like, I, I, I'm not, like, I, there's certain people, though, I think that are on this list that were really good basketball players and really good basketball players for their era. But I bet you, you could probably whittle this list down and just get a top 50. And, and honestly, I think it should be limited to players who are no longer playing. 
Well, can I, I tell you? Usually, have current people on. Can I tell you one name? I I really don't know if he belongs on this list. Like I know people have been kind of doing the whole Anthony Davis Dwight Howard thing because they got into the fight on Friday, but I Kawhi Leonard. That's the name that stands out to me. Like he's a great player. Yeah. Dude can't stay healthy for a full season though. And to me, that's a problem. If you're going to put him on a list like this, he should have at least played more, you know, more than one season where he finished more than like 75 games. That's a problem to make. That's more on what they think he's going to do in the future. I don't really think that's based on what he's done in the past. That's my opinion. So, yeah, I think the interesting argument that I've heard out of this top 75 is how many people think, um, like, guys like Dwight Howard and Clay Thompson should have been on there. I, I'm in the camp of Clay Thompson. I am. See, I, I, I just can't be. The dude had five really good years, and then he hasn't played basketball in almost three seasons. Like, what? how, how do you play five NBA seasons and be one of the top 75 players of all time? That just doesn't add, that math doesn't add up. Hmm. I, I'm with you there, Dave. It doesn't add up. Really like, Dwight, like Dwight Howard, like, he, like I mean, I, I again, I'm with you on that, Eric. Like, at this point, like, I'm old enough that to me, it's like, yo, if they're, if they're still playing ball, like, like other than, like, a guy like LeBron James, and uh, like, outside of that, like, I really just don't see how you take a guy that's actually You want to give playing, me Steph Curry, right? too? I'll take Steph Curry. Durant? Say Steph Curry's on the list or Durant. I could say those guys. But, again, I would say, like, oh, these guys are going to be on the list in the future, not necessarily they should be on the list right now. But, again, I can see your point, Dave, and I, I completely agree. Like, there's always the exception to the rule, and, and a guy like LeBron would 100% be, accept, be an exception to that rule. Yeah, um, like, there's no chance, but, even if his career ended right now and, like, he never played another game, he is guaranteed exactly. one of the top five greatest of all time. Exactly. But, like, a guy like Clay, look, I think Clay is amazing. Uh, like, please – like Mike, I get why you you think you can see him being on that list because when the dude is healthy and he's playing, he is one of the best players in the league. And I'm not just talking offensively; like, dude plays big. Yeah, like, he's not some guy that is a one sided player. So I get where you're coming from, but like, and the, and I the, I can I let me just throw this yeah. in real quick. Look at where the Warriors are since he hasn't played. Like, I don't know if you want to throw that into the consideration for why I feel it, but I, I feel like that that's something to look at. Agre- look, I, I, to me, but how the Warriors have been for the last two, three years, when it's all said and done, should not have impact the guy, in my opinion, at least when it comes down to being on a top 75 of all time list. Like, it's a team game. So it, 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 that team hasn't been good. And yes, him not being there is part of it, but the team as a whole hasn't been good. Mm. But like the Dwight Howard argument, look, I can see where people come from with that because he is on the tail end of his career. And he was on a stretch for six, seven years where dude was constantly an MVP candidate and basically locked up defensive player of the year over half of those years. So like, for example, you're going to put Ben Wallace into the Hall of Fame which I know is another and different conversation. But if you're going to put a guy like Ben Wallace in the Hall of Fame, Dwight Howard was Ben Wallace with the ability to actually play some offense. So, I mean, he led an Orlando Magic team to the finals that had literally no right being there. 
Uh, I, I mean, like, I could see the Dwight Howard argument over the Clay Thompson argument and by at least a couple steps. My argument against Dwight Howard would be he, he really bottomed out over the last six, seven years. Like, he did not, his career did not hold up the way that it looked the first six or seven. That's my only argument. I'm fine with being called wrong on that one. That, that's my thing. No, but you're not wrong. But it, it simultaneously goes with against your Clay Thompson argument. Because well, we Clay haven't Thompson, we haven't Clay, Clay was only dominant for five or six years, and he hasn't even played in almost three years. Well, Clay Howard see, at least kept playing. Well, I mean, to the initial point with Eric, this is the problem with putting current players on the list. Let's see what let's see what he's like when he comes back. So, oh, but I, I hope he lights it up, dude. I like yeah, yeah. Thompson. I yeah. really do. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what do you guys think about guys like Tracy McGrady and Vince Carter not being on it? Again, I think <laughs> if you take some of the current players off, maybe you'd find more room for those guys. But if you're going to include current players, and that's the problem you're going to run into. Mm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I mean, look, I, I Vince Carter, especially for how long his career was, I mean, and but the problem with Vince was he was more of a highlight guy than an actual, you know, true guy. True. Um, he was never the number one option. T Mac, look, I love T Mac. I thought T Mac was one of the most fun players I got to watch growing up. But the problem was kind of like Penny Hardaway, like they 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 only gave you like a three to five year window and, and you never really saw them conti- like become a great because they couldn't carry my back on that three to five win- year window. Mm. Yeah. I cut out. Yeah. That happened. You guys hear me? You're, you're good either way. All right. Um, I'm guessing we were just stretching a little bit there. The thing I wanted to bring up, and Dave, I was doing this for you. Where is it? You want to crow about your bulls a little bit? Hey, they're 4-0. Their best player in Zach Levine still hasn't looked as good as he can look. Uh, they play pretty damn good defense, but there's still 78 games left to go, and I'm not going to get too amped. What I will say, though, is for all of us, um, I actually texted my buddy before the show, Thursday night, Knicks Bulls tip at seven thirty. I think that's going to be a really fun game. Uh, I plan on watching it. I hope you guys were able to watch it because I think it'd be fun to talk about the game itself, uh, just amongst each other. You know, even if it's just for a minute or two. Mm. Uh, but look, the, I if they if both if both teams keep trending the way they're trending, we might get lucky enough to get a playoff series between the two of them and. Come on, guys. Uh, I don't care how that series ends, whether the Knicks win it, the Bulls win it. That that would be a lot of fun for the three of us on this show. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. This is this is funny. So, without saying the name of the place I work, y'all know where I work, and we do embroidery and stuff. We have access to this thing called embroidographs, which is basically the player's signature. For the start of the basketball season, we've been giving them away free with an NBA hat, but we don't have any access to Hall of Famers, which sucks. Let me tell you something. Telling someone, hey, you want to get Lonzo Ball's name on a hat? 
not the same thing as saying you can have Michael Jordan's name on a hat. I can't. Not the same say thing. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't say that I would. Uh, I'd want Alonzo Ball hat either. Yeah, yeah. Someone actually did. Uh, like the first day I was doing it, someone actually did. But after that, they just look at me, and I look at them, and I say, "Yeah, all right. Let me just ring you up." All right, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> anybody got anything else basketball they want to throw in? Not basketball, but I will say I'm excited to get Slavin uh, Snow or Snow Rose back on the show um, mm-hmm. to talk some hockey. Start of the NHL season has happened, but also there's a lot of big news coming out in the NHL right now about some stuff going on. Um, I don't know if it's related to me. It almost sounds like it could be related to that Washington scandal. I don't know if the emails are going deep. I investigation started, but. I would love to get Schmeller's. We don't need to get into it tonight. Get him on the show one night coming up in the next couple of weeks and uh, really dive into some hockey with him. I'd love to be able to do that. But other than that, that, that's what I got for you guys. You know, watch some college football. Watch some uh, other football. Watch the next Manning broadcast. At least the best thing about next Monday night game with the Giants, at least, is the fact that Eli and Peyton are at least pulling the game. And I'm going to be interested to hear Eli's true thoughts on it and and this team and how they're playing. I don't think he's willing to hold back. So I, I I'm gonna be interested to see if he makes any like kinda kind of comments or Peyton goats him into into saying anything. Mm. Yeah, that'll be interesting. The one thing to say if you're talking about um the certain team that the report came out and the front office guys resigned, I don't think that has anything to do with uh, the Washington stuff. I think that's a separate investigation. Okay. Yeah, you know, um, they're not good for the sport. I know that. No, nah, but, nah, but there is a not. lot of positive things happening and a lot of good hockey being played. So I'd be interested to get his take on the opening stuff of the season as well. Mm. I want to hear what he thought about the uh, uh, Vander Kane suspension because I know he brought that up uh, on his show a few times, and I know he had a lot to say about that one. So I'm interested to hear his thoughts on that myself. But all right, moving on. Um, we're just about done here. Anything else you guys want to bring up? Anything about anything? Watch college football. Watch if college you football. To. You guys are in third. You guys are third now in the polls, right? Yep, moving back up. It'll happen, mm-hmm. you know. But listen, they still got to play solid football. They still got to. They're going to end up. You know, the thing with them being three now and Georgia being one is the fact oh. that they'd still have to play in the college football or in your uh, SEC championship game. So very easy that if Alabama were to lose that game and with two losses, more than likely they're probably not going to make the college football playoff. So Can I ask you really something? To win out. Go ahead. I, I wanted to ask you this. Nine overtimes in what was it, Illinois in that Notre Dame game? How do you get nine overtimes? Like they is have a new Illinois format, right? It? Was it Notre Dame that it was that, that happened with? I might have that wrong. I, I know it was Illinois. I think Illinois won the game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I might be wrong on Notre Dame. It might be Penn State, truthfully, or some team like that. But um, you know the game I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah, I'm trying to... I thought it might have been with Penn State, and I could be wrong about that. I sometimes confuse Notre Dame and Penn State. Don't ask me why. So that's possible. No, it wasn't Penn. Yeah, it was Penn State, twenty to eighteen in nine overtimes. So How this you- would be another one, good one to have Vibe on to talk about. Because I'm sure he watched this game. I'm sure he was 
probably crazy into it more, way more than we were. But how it goes nine overtimes and scores only 20 to 18 is kind of the uh, astonishing thing. Mm-hmm. How bad were these offenses? <laughs> nice. But is it nine full overtime periods, though, or is it just no, like nine three and outs? No, it's it's not even that anymore. It's weird the way they do it. Um, I'm trying to see if they put it in the article here. Um, nine overtime games, blah, blah, blah. Showing it. The teams are tied after 10 in regulation, exchanged field goals in the first two overtimes, then began to alternate one-and-done drives from the three-yard line in the third OT as part of a format tweaked ahead of the 2021 schedule. So that's what it is, is you do two overtimes like normal, and then after that, it's one-and-done series, like starting from the three-yard line. like, Hmm. And it's like you just go back and forth until – somebody scores to win so that's why it was 2018 because it's almost like you're pretty much just going for two point conversions back and forth until one team makes one and one team doesn't fair enough it's crazy really though weird way yeah they create they changed the ot rules this year so that's why you see it as nine overtimes you're thinking oh my god what kind of game did i miss here but at the same time now they're just not really scoring in any of those overtimes or doing much there so yeah yeah dave you got anything else um. No, Devils are getting their ass kicked right now. Down four-one. <coughs> Ten minutes left in the third, second period, so still a lot of hockey to play. But they're going to need some big things really quick. So, mm. uh, either way, other than that, looking forward to having Smellrose join us, talk some hockey. Um, looking forward to uh, hopefully all three of us being right about the Sunday night game. Um, definitely would love for that to be one of the games that we all got right. So hopefully that's the case. And uh, yeah, tomorrow's Wednesday and only two to three days to get to the fucking weekend and I have to deal with work. Mm. No offense, Mike. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, uh, I, I know your schedule is different than ours, but listen, I'm still in the mode where I, I like working my four straight days. I, I'm, I'm having a good time for the most part, for the most part. So it's okay. It's all right. All right. Let's do some final thoughts then. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us tonight. Thank you, everybody, on I'm a happy to, Can I just say, though, real quick, Mike? Sure. I'm happy to hear you happy because it's been a while and there was a time there where you were not such a happy man. So the fact that you're happy to be working the shift you're working and doing what you're doing, even though I'm not exactly happy and Dave's not exactly as happy as you, we're not exactly as happy as you are. We are happy, and I'm sure Dave feels the same way to hear that you are happy, my friend. Oh, you know what I'm happiest about? Oh, that yeah. I'm I, that I did. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. I'm so happy I'm not working at Party City this week, <laughs> and I still keep in touch with some people over there. I'm just happy I got out of that shithole. <laughs> so I got oh, that going oh, for right. me. I'm like, why is he saying that? I'm like, oh shit, it's Halloween on Sunday. Like I didn't even give a fuck. God damn straight. Yeah, I don't decorate. I don't decorate my damn house. I don't. Ha- I don't have trick or treaters, and I. Uh, I do actually have a Halloween party. I'm going to. I'm going to be uh, dressed up as uh, Tim the Cool Man Taylor. So uh, I'll make sure you guys see some pics. Oh, that's I don't awesome! Have a wig though, the hair is not going to look right, but I should have the rest. That's Ooh. funny. Reminds me years ago, Dave. The true story. I, I, my mom has the picture somewhere. One Halloween, she made me. Homemade costume. I was Wilson. 
Oh, no oh, kidding. God, and I walked around with a piece of a picket fence all night long, like on a stick, and would hold it up in front of me, like, and I had the hat on, I had, like, the whole bit, the plan, like, had the whole getup going, and would, like, you know, it was, it was funny. It was in the mm. 90s, like, when the show was real popular, and, yeah, my mom thought it was a, a cute idea, and, yeah, I was, I was well. Rest in peace to that guy, man. He was great. Loved him on that show. Ah, uh, that's funny. That's hysterical. Yeah, I... I don't think any. Awesome, Dave. Pumped up for you. Mm. I dressed yeah, up as a generic people. football player. I when I go to these parties nowadays, I'm a generic football player. I have like a blow up Giants helmet. They used to be like uh, some you'd see like hanging in a bar or something that like Bud Light would give them, like the Giant logo, it's like a big yeah. helmet. I'll put that on with a Giant jersey and call myself football player. Done. Go to the rest of my life. My my buddy and his girl, uh, they asked me to to third wheel with them. Um, so, yeah, uh, he, they were originally going to be. He was originally going to be Tim, and then uh, my boy Storms. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you ever met him, but Eric, I'm pretty sure you met Storms at least once. Um, but either way, so they were going to do. He was going to be Tim Allen, and she was going to be uh, Heidi or the girl Pam Anderson played because she's got the blonde hair. So, okay. way, um, but they asked me if I wanted to do it with them. And I'm like, well, Maybe Lisa was her name. Say again. It, was it Lisa her name? Yes, I think it was. I don't know. Either way, they both were hot. So I, I don't, I mean, Either way. Yeah, I, uh, I almost I almost never remember Pam Anderson was in home improvement, truthfully. But go ahead, Dave. No, nah, I was just gonna say so he was supposed to be Tim and she was supposed to be Lisa. And then they asked me, so now he's gotta be Al and I get to be Tim because he's got the dark hair <laughs> and the dark beard. And I'm like, Well, I don't have gray hair and I don't have long hair right now, but I can I can try to grunt and say more power. <laughs> that's fantastic I, I, I tell you guys this the best Halloween costume my mom ever made me when I was a kid Peter Vankman I was like 7 Peter Vankman that's cool. yes. uh, yeah. the Ghostbusters and I, I'll tell you this right now man at the place I worked at I remember that costume my mom made me 100 times better than the costumes they sell for the Ghostbusters 100 times better I Personal experience. The, the homemade costumes are, are good ones, especially like, like I'm sure then your mom was probably crafty like mine. Like I was a box of, of crayons one year. Right? You know, my sister, <laughs> box, my sister was a box of french fries. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's we, fantastic. We like, yeah, yeah, we had lots of fun. One year I was a Smurf. Mm. Blue. That's funny. I was Karate Kid when I was three years old. Anyway. Yeah, I was Ninja Turtle one year too. We could we could do this for hours, but anyway, let's um, uh, let's close this out. Thank you everybody for listening on all our various. Eat a ton of candy this weekend, guys. Absolutely. Sure, you yourself. No, there I'm you kidding. go. Thank you everybody for listening. I did say I did say this was going to be the last weekend that I like, or like the last week that I'm going to like be bad. So. I'm planning on going to the gym on Monday, November 1st. 
try to get my ass back in shape. I got all this quarantine weight I got to burn off. So, what's the gym? I'm not, I'm not trying to break 40 and uh, and be so out of shape that my life's just straight downhill. Mm. What's a gym? <laughs> yeah, that's my contribution. Yeah, not, all right. I'm, huh? not, I'm not going to a gym either, but I am with you, Dave, that I said the same thing to myself, that self, I am going to just take it a little easy and cut out a lot of the sweets, especially um, once Halloween passes. Because right now, I mean, the last couple weeks i've been on a chocolate kick that i just you know it's been like crack to me Dark so, you know like eric, crack. eric the worst part of us making that decision though is all halloween candy goes half price monday oh, yes yeah, no, it does but the thing is is that we need to be strong now and now is the key because we we it, 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 the holidays are coming if i could say it that way and I don't know about you, but I like to eat at the holidays. I like to I like to feast and not feel bad about it. So I'd rather cut out the sweets and whatever, get a couple weeks in before that Thanksgiving hits. Oh, yeah, That's there, what I'm thinking in my head. 10,000 calories consumed on Thanksgiving. Mm. Well, you got yourself looking good, Eric, so you could cheat a little bit. Yeah, but it's still, I'm, 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 I still haven't hit the goal, though. I still haven't hit my goal weight that I originally set, so I'm still working towards that. And to be honest, the chocolate the last few weeks has not helped me. <laughs> so they have not, that has not helped me reach said goal. Not that I'm far from it. I'm pretty close. But at the same time, I'm not helping myself either. So I know what I'm doing wrong. But at the same time, I'm giving myself that leeway saying it's Halloween. It's that time of year. Finish it out because I know <laughs> otherwise I'm going to be miserable. But then on Sunday, that's it. That's my last bit of chocolate at least until probably thanksgiving in which case i'll eat pie and cookies and uh, everything under the sun <laughs> can i just tell you everything you just said my mother would be very proud of you <laughs> nice yay <laughs> uh, patterned after my mom's own heart all right let me try this again Thank you to everybody on all our various podcasting outlets, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Anchor, Bullhorn. Always thank you guys for listening. Let's do some final thoughts here. Dave Hastings. Got to be honest, guys, over the last couple of weeks, this has definitely been uh, arguably the highlight of my week. So very happy to be here. Look forward to doing it with you guys next week. And, uh, yeah, like I said, hopefully uh, next Tuesday, all three of us are right about the, the Cowboys beating the Vikings because – Six and one after uh, uh, six and one would be huge, and uh, they have a they have literally, which I still don't really completely understand, but literally have the easiest schedule left in the NFC East after this week, which just considering where the NFC East is at, like that Dallas actually has a chance to lock up this division by like week thirteen, which would be mind blowing. That's crazy. That's crazy. All right, Eric Tressler. Stay sweaty, my friend. Stay sweaty. Stay sweaty, my friends. Thank you to both you guys for being here. This is always a highlight for me, too. You guys know that. So, once again, thank Yes. Sorry to cut you off there. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I am Mike Aglialoro. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you all next week.